0: Welcome to Stuff from the Science Lab from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey guys, and welcome to the podcast. This is Allison, the science editor at HowStuffWorks.com.
1: And this is Robert Lamb, science writer for HowStuffWorks.com.
0: Today we'll be talking about if you live next door to a grow house, some signs that you might or might not.
1: Yes. Of course, so right off the bat, the first thing, uh, what is a grow house? We're, of course, talking about a marijuana grow house, and this is exactly what it sounds like. It is a marijuana growing operation that has been taken indoors because if there's a wall up, then people uh, driving by aren't necessarily going to be able to see all those plants growing. If a helicopter flies over, they're just going to see your roof. You know, anytime you're growing a uh, high-priced illegal crop like this, uh, it's inevitably end up growing indoors. Also, in an indoor environment, uh, these guys can uh, can have more control over exactly what goes into their crop in terms of light, uh, CO2, nutrients, uh, nutrients, temperature, whatever et the plant needs. It's, essentially, right? It can basically be a uh, like a spaceship for plants.
0: Right. Hey, before we go any farther, of course you guys know that growing pot in the United States and many other places is illegal. So you'll want to contact authorities if you suspect anything going on in your neighborhood right. and related we're not, to a grow house.
1: Yeah, and we're not telling you to go snoop around your neighbors either um, for just normal reasons that's probably not good, a good neighborly thing to do and if you suspect that, uh, that somebody in your neighborhood is uh, up to um, some sort of big illegal operation then obviously you want to turn to the authorities and not go snooping around yourself
0: Although it is sort of fun to be Scooby Doo,
1: it's it's fun to think,
0: yeah, fun to think, think about. about, fun it. to watch those episodes. Just don't enact it in real life. Right. And then, of course, nobody at house Works or Discovery, or Robert, or I, even we're not we're not uh, advocating anything to do with marijuana. So now that we got that out of the way, let's keep going with this uh, grow house stuff.
1: Yeah, because the uh, the uh science behind uh, grow houses is actually pretty interesting. We have a, a whole article on how grow houses work at uh, HowStuffWorks.com.
0: There's a huge market for it, for one. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a huge marijuana market in the United States. I don't think we're telling you guys anything that you don't know. Um I came across this one stat, this guy named John Getman over at DrugScience.org. He's the former president and uh, the director of the... The lobbying type of organization for um, reforming marijuana laws in the states. Anyway, Gatman says that marijuana is the largest U.S. cash crop, about thirty five point eight billion production value in two thousand six. So that's talking like way past corn, way past soybeans, way past wheat, sugar beets, all the obvious contenders. And then, of course, there's you know a lot of people like to uh, like to smoke marijuana.
1: Yeah, you have a built in uh, market there for it, and just. Depending on your on the going market rate, just one marijuana plant can produce like a thousand dollars worth uh, in in the form of like a half pound. of But
0: marijuana. we know we're going to get some readers who are going to argue with that and say it's lower. It's yeah, higher. I mean it
1: fluctuates. It, it does. It
0: definitely are. does fluctuate depending on the quality and all so, that sort of stuff.
1: For many people, yeah, that money is irresistible. Um, oh, yeah, no doubt. And uh, and uh, and so these grow houses pop up uh, all over the place, and we're talking.
0: And it just even have to be a grow house. Actually. Right. It I mean, you can have a,
1: It can be a barn. It can be a condominium and a high rise. I mean, we encounter these everywhere.
0: And say you don't want to devote your whole home to to uh, the growing oh, of marijuana. Right. You can have a little grow cabinet, apparently that uh you can buy. I saw one online that was on sale for uh, twenty four hundred dollars, strictly a hydroponic operation. uh And you have this little cabinet that you grow your pot in. And then you can also have grow herbs for cooking. Right or yeah. herbs for cooking, of course. That's what they were after. And grow houses all are all over the place, really. U.S., Canada, which is uh most of the most of the research we've done. I mean, they're in good neighborhoods. They're in bad neighborhoods. They're ubiquitous.
1: Yeah, and, and these are some illuminating stats um, here, just to give you an idea of how widespread these are. Um, according to Los Angeles Times, uh, in the um, the Humboldt Humboldt
0: Humboldt County, in of the course. Humboldt
1: County uh, area of California. Uh, they estimate that uh, up to a thousand of the seven thousand five hundred homes in the community are grow house operations.
0: Holy cow! That's yeah. Enough. Now,
1: the, now this is a, an area where marijuana enjoys limited legal protection. A lot of it's grown for medicinal use, depending if you talk yeah. to
0: straight, state or federal authorities. Of exactly.
1: Course. And uh, and then according to Cannabis Culture in Vancouver, Canada, the estimate runs as high as one out of every five homes.
0: So twenty percent of homes, yeah, are grow operations. That's it's pretty significant. <laughs> And then the other interesting factor that uh, that I that I've heard about is uh, we all know that the housing market is a mess. You know, rising foreclosure rates, rental mm-hmm. property is really cheap, so it's a buyer's market and, and more a specific- growers market. Yeah. <laughs> it's a growers market, so uh, it's not hard to get property um, that's secluded enough to hide all the you know equipment that you're going to need for a grow operation. And then if you do go with a rental property, I mean, you may have a property, uh, a landlord who's more of an absentee type and doesn't come and check in. But we were talking about this before, and it seems like the obvious thing to do would be to buy a property.
1: Yeah, it just seems like if, if you're going to invest all this money in uh, an illegal operation like this, you're not going to want. The landlord potentially dropping by to, you know, to check on the the water heater or something.
0: Right. I mean, it's not just, you know, getting some soil and, you know, sticking a marijuana plant in a pot. I mean, we're talking thousands and thousands of dollars. And depending on the scale of the operation, that could even go into the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. So, again, we could see this more being a a homeowner rather than a, a rental. Type of, type of person. And the other thing is they're not always residential. This is one of my favorite things. Um, Florida, which seems to have a ton of grow house news stories. I don't know if they're cracking (laughs) down there, if all those orange growers are getting mad about, you know, marijuana being the big crash, cash crop, but, um, they found a grow house in the mall of, uh, the mall of Americas. Wow. Not to be confused with that big old mall in Minnesota that has a similar name.
1: <laughs> like right next to like the Orange Julius place? And-
0: <laughs> well, I was in a storage room and uh, they found some huge plants, like three to six feet high. Wow. <clears throat> but they didn't find who was running said grow house. At the house. mall. At it's the the nothing mall. sacred. I guess not. I guess not. So that's kind of the rundown on grow houses. And whatever your thoughts about pot legalization, you still probably don't want to live next door to one.
1: Right. Yeah, it goes beyond uh, Yeah. whatever you're... Personal issues may be regarding the uh, the growing sale or use of marijuana, uh, because uh, most of most of these are illegal operations, <laughs> and as such, <laughs> they, they are be yeah, they're yes. manned by criminals. So, <laughs>
0: so what do criminals have? Sometimes they have yeah. scary dogs and guns. And guns. And sometimes criminals get into fights with other criminals. That's,
1: and shoot each other, right? Right, right. Uh, there have right. been cases of that. So, so yeah, they're, they're gonna it's going to be a basic um, illegal. Element to it, and uh, they're going to be criminals around about. And they're not only going to, with their guns and their dogs, they're not just going to be protecting that um, that uh, that crop from uh, from the police or whatnot. They're going to be concerned with other criminals, right? Because this is essentially a house just full of money. So. You're gonna have uh, a pricey be-
0: equipment, lots of pot. Yeah,
1: it's gonna it's gonna have a bullseye on it for anybody who knows about it.
0: I mean, in Atlanta, that's the equivalent of having like a house full of price. Uh, flat screen TV is just ripe for the taking, essentially. Yeah. Right. So it's a target, mm-hmm. no doubt. And then uh, they also tend to have quite a lot of electrical issues, right?
1: Yeah. Fires. And uh,
0: that's a big one.
1: Yeah. The main reason for this is that uh, you can't. The, the average home is not built. With this kind of an operation in mind. For instance, uh, successful grow house operators, according to cannabis culture, uh, tend to prefer a thousand watt horticulture bulbs for each, uh, for each, uh, 15 to 20 plants.
0: And what's a normal light bulb? Uh,
1: normal light bulb incandescents run 40 to 150 watts and your, uh, compact fluorescent light bulbs are between 9 and 52. Your average room, uh, in a house is only wired to handle about a thousand watts. So if you're going to have multiple bulbs in one room, you're going to have to rewire it. So these guys have to basically
0: jerry rig the house. Yeah, jerry rig the house
1: to m- maintain this kind of electrical use. Plus, uh, there's often a lot of ventilation equipment. There's extra uh, air conditioning to help control the temperature and keep it in the uh, in the, the margins that they uh, they want for optimal growing. So yeah, they have to i often just rewire the entire house to, to get the, this kind of situation going. And, and there are different
0: professionals who do it.
1: It's true. Yeah, there are guys who go in and know exactly what they're doing and set these things up professionally for uh, um, you know criminal organizations or whatnot that are investing in it. But then other guys inevitably are not going to really have a clue. They're going right. to have as much of a clue about rewiring a house as I do.
0: And, and you may not care about that house burning down, but you will care about when your whole neighborhood burns down.
1: Right, yeah, because that's uh, an- another side of this. Since they do use so much electricity, and since that sends out, that's just raises a red flag for uh, law enforcement and the power companies. Uh, a lot of times, they're going to pirate their power. Right, and that just adds even more potentially shoddy wiring into the mix that could catch that house on fire or uh, put uh, the rest of the neighborhood in danger from uh, from various uh, electrical failures, electrical uh, accidents.
0: And then, of course, one side of the all that electricity uh, is there's a big old carbon footprint associated with it. So you may not care about the illeg- illegality of a of a grow house operation, but it's it's pretty um, unfriendly to the environment.
1: Yeah, ironically, it's not very green.
0: No, it's not very green. And then you have all those hazardous chemicals like fungicides and uh, pesticides that may be improperly disposed of and entering the community um, water supply.
1: Right. Uh, I mean, it goes. It's the same as with the electrical aspect of it. Nobody is coming in from the city, um, or the the county, to uh, to make sure that the grow house is up to code. You know, it's gonna be. It's pretty much uh, no holes bar in ter- terms of uh, safety.
0: So let's talk about some signs that you may be, in fact, living next door to one.
1: Okay. Uh, well, I think the the big one, the obvious one, is uh, is the smell.
0: Yeah, the smell. Sort of a pungent. Acrid,
1: Christmassy, like you're at Christmas a music tree.
0: concert type of smell. Yeah, you guys are probably familiar with it if you've ever been outside. Yeah, or or use public transportation, right? Or been to or been to a rock concert, like mm-hmm. we said. I mean, pot is is definitely out there to be smelled. So, I mean, the smell is is a, is a big one, but growers actually try to counteract it. They'll put in charcoal filters. They'll maintain that whole closed growing environment that we were talking about. And then we've even heard that they'll uh, plant some kind of strong-smelling shrubs. I don't know what those would be, and that could just be something that the HBO series Weeds made up. It could yeah. be. But and then and you have it, your-
1: it seems like it would be hard to completely overpower the, the pot smell of a grow house. Like, it would end up Absolutely. smelling like marijuana. a whole lot marijuana. of rosemary. And rosemary, you know, and not just lots of rosemary.
0: <laughs> Definitely. And then you have your stereotypical weird comings and goings, although that's not necessarily going to be the case here. Um, you have stuff like lack of house and yard upkeep. You have kids' toys lying about the, uh, or sitting around the yard, but no kids. Where yeah, the kids? That, that was an
1: interesting one that we uh, read uh, um, out of uh, Canada, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then you have stuff like generator noises, because if people aren't actually pirating the electricity, mm-hmm. they may buy a big old honking generator that's running all the time.
1: Right. And, you know, owning a generator doesn't necessarily mean that you're, uh, you're operating a grow house, but.
0: Right. And you know, none of these signs do in and of themselves.
1: Right. But it can be kind of suspicious if the guy in your suburban neighborhood seems to be running a large generator behind his house like,
0: all the constantly. time. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have stuff like condensation on windows
1: yeah now th- yeah this is an interesting one for colder areas
0: right um, right yeah,
1: lots of condensation on the windows or uh so you could walk out on a a, a snowy day mm-hmm. and uh, you look around and every house in the in the neighborhood has snow all over the roof and frost except for that one house yeah where it's uh where it's you know completely uh black on the top
0: uh, yeah. and
1: that could be due to really high uh, levels of heat throughout the house, which are essentially melting all the snow off of it.
0: Yeah, and then you could also have unusual amounts of steam, like mm-hmm. uh, above and beyond the uh, washer dryer type of steam you're generating from the right, yeah, laundry. Right, yeah,
1: Like they're basically smokestacks. It uh, could be a, a, a sign to worry about. Um, also, uh, did we mention covered windows?
0: No, we haven't mentioned covered windows. Um,
1: that's a. There are actually two sides. One is if you see a house that seems to have the lights on all the time. Right. Um, you know, maybe they're just you know, con concerned about tripping over things, but maybe Or insomniacs. Yeah, or insomniacs. Or maybe they're growing stuff back there. Uh, a lot of places uh a lot of these grow houses will cover up the windows, say with uh you know, foil uh material.
0: Or kind of like plastic wrap too, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah, kind of plastic wrapped as well. So if you see that, uh, that could potentially be a sign that there's uh, some sort of operation going on inside. Or it could just mean that they don't like the sunlight or...
0: Are afraid of government reading their thoughts.
1: Right, that's a big one.
0: Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Oh, and the strange hoses. Look out for strange hoses, people. There may be some strange hoses running from, uh, like, what did we say, the doors? Oh, and- yeah, like
1: out of doors and windows on the outside of the house. Um, that's kind of suspicious.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so those are a few of the various signs. Oh, and then of course, if you, um, if your neighborhood experiences lots of blackouts.
1: Yeah, that could be a sign that somebody's really sapping the power in the neighborhood. Brownouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: definitely. Well, the feds have some more authoritative and uh, definitive measures of telling if you're living next door to a grow house. They can uh they can actually check the power records and it seems Mm -hmm. like the police and the power companies are in close contact. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they. And they're sharing this kind of information all the time. And power spikes are huge, are a Mm -hmm. huge indicator. So that's one thing they definitely look for.
1: Yeah, and also sometimes they send out guys like manually to sort of you know to check on the wires and see if it looks like people have been tampering with them.
0: And then there's also kind of the more high tech one. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, um, also water. Uh, sometimes uh they can spot them by extreme water usage, though. Again, they sometimes try and counteract that by like um, drilling holes in the little paddles that are in the uh, the water pipes to see how much you're using.
0: Okay. Would so say would tell us about the high tech one.
1: Oh, the high tech. Oh. oh, this is
0: pretty interesting. Yeah, this the infrared one's pretty, so uh, pretty pretty
1: interesting. The uh, the infrared uh, use of infrared cameras because oh, yeah. because again, this is a whole lot of heat going on in a house. So if you have an infrared camera, you can potentially see you know like from a helicopter which houses are really burning, you know, uh, with that heat. And there are a lot of issues uh, that have been raised about this as to whether or not um, that's really legal, because you're essentially you know, using x-ray vision to see inside people's houses to see what's going on. But, yeah, um, a
0: lot of people aren't cool with that for yeah. reasons of privacy. And-
1: but, that's, but it's definitely one of the tools uh, available to law enforcement.
0: So if you had to pick, and I'm not wishing this on you, what would it be? You have to live next to A, a crack house, B, a meth lab, or C, a grow house.
1: Uh, I mean, you know, none of them are really going to be good for curb appeal. But uh I'd probably go with the grow house. Yeah,
0: I definitely would yeah. after reading this.
1: Yeah, because the crack house, um, they're probably going to be dealing out of that house. There's going to be a lot of people coming by. Whereas the grow house, these tend to be places where the product is produced, not distributed. Right, right. So, you know, despite all the risk involved... They tend to be quiet. In fact, they tend to be a little too quiet.
0: Right, right. And then there's the meth lab, and yeah,
1: and that could blow up.
0: Yeah, we don't want to live next to a scary blowing up meth yeah. lab. So that's about all we got for uh, for grow house operations and how to tell if your uh, neighbor belongs on that show, Weeds.
1: Yeah, keep keep your eyes peeled and your nose,
0: your open, nose alert, alert. <laughs> yeah. If you want to read more about grow houses and uh, various legal and illegal substances, head on over to HowStuffWorks.com. And we have a blog, too, the Science Stuff blog at blog.HowStuffWorks.com. That's all we got. Thanks for listening, guys. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Want more Works? Check out our blogs on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage.